You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this Flawless Noises Media Network exclusive collaboration and mashup episode between Gay Side Stories and Mama Meets World. I am Curtis, a.k.a. Trolificent, the host of Gay Side Stories. Hello, everyone. I am Bree from Mama Meets World. This would be episode 15 for all of my listeners joining us. So hello, Curtis. Hello. How are you? You know, I am here and not getting fined, and I'm okay <laughs> with that for the time being. Um, how are you? Happy Mother's Day. I usually don't Thank do Mother's you. Day, which we will get into for this episode, but since you're here and you have a whole podcast about being a mama. It right. only seems right. <laughs> For me well, to say thank that. you so much. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny because, yes, I have a, a podcast about motherhood, but I'm not a huge Mother's Day, you know, celebrator because it's not always the best for me. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, you know, just because I talk about motherhood a lot in my podcast is based on motherhood. There is no perfection in motherhood. So, At all. hey, some years I celebrate, some years I don't. That's real. That's real. But speaking of celebration, so you did a great promotional campaign to give away a free shirt for Mother's Day. So Mm -hmm. who's the winner of this illustrious contest? So drum roll. Just pretend that's a drum roll because I suck at drum rolls. Yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) The winner of the contest. (laughs) The winner of the contest is my friend Jasmine. The Ultra Beast. Um, it just happened that she happened to win. I'm so happy for her. She has been one of our biggest podcast supporters. Um, she has been awesome. She is at the D-A-U-L-T-R-A-B-E-A-S-T on Twitter. Congratulations, Jasmine. Yes, um, you will be getting your t-shirt. Congrats. Yes. And they're great t-shirts. I just got my own versions of the t-shirt um, for myself and my children. Shout out to Candace. They were amazingly soft and yes. wonderful and comfortable. And the design looked good. It wasn't one of them cheap flea market t-shirts with the, uh, with the picture on the front. And, you know, I always appreciate um, Candace for all the hard work she does for this yes. network. I, too, appreciate her. I just got a Ratchet Rambling shirt. And when I tell you that it is high what quality, um, <laughs> I am getting a, a Gay Side Stories one. So, hopefully... When I get that and I can start sporting it, you know, some of my listeners will mosey on over and get themselves some Gay Side Stories merch. It's a nice, I think they come in black, but we may be doing a few other colors, just depends. But again, shout out to Candace, another amazing mother. So happy Mother's Day to our co-founder of Flawless Noises, Candace. Happy Mother's Day, Candace. appreciate you, girl. Always. While we're here, um, our merchandise for Mama Meets World is absolutely live, and you can catch that on FlawlessNoises.com. Absolutely. Um, Like I said, the quality of the T-shirts is amazing. I promise you they're not going to tear up in the washing machine, and then you're mad you spent your little little coins on that T-shirt. So check it out when you have a chance. They're excellent quality. I'm telling y'all, $20, $23, depending on what size, will get you a nice, thick, soft, comfortable T-shirt. Right. right. It will make you feel like you're being hugged by M'Baku. Yes. and Or by me. Or and by my hugs are notoriously wonderful. Yes. So, mostly on over to the store. 
catch a t-shirt or two. I would love to see you wear a picture, um, see a picture of you wearing a t-shirt. Make sure that you tag it Mama Meets Pod or just at the network or myself. Yes. All of those things. We look forward to that. And with all that being done and out of the way, again, congratulations to Jasmine on winning the contest. Congratulations. We're going to get into the main topic. Not a lot of fluff on this episode because it's it's a little bit of a heavier topic because it's in honor of Mother's Day, but it's not one of the glorifying mom and, and all of that type of stuff because that is important. And there are tons of places where you're going to yep. see that because sure. people have amazing moms. They have amazing relationships with their mothers, but not all of us have that. And so Bree and I have talked about this and honestly kind of cried on each other's shoulders about this over the past, what, 10 years that we've known each other or eight yeah, or nine years simple, that we've known yeah. each other. So it's really a long time coming, to be quite honest, for this episode. And it's apropos because it's Mother's Day. So we're going to talk about it. And it's not so much it's not going to be a bash fest. You know, we are merely two 30-somethings with tumultuous relationships with our mothers. And with that being said, we're going to have this honest conversation about this Hallmark holiday, how it affects us and thousands of others. And I think to close it out, Bree is going to touch on some of the not-so-sweet parts of Mother's Day when you're feeling overwhelmed right. and you feel like you're alone. So I think that this will be something that a lot of people can get something out of again we're not bashing our moms or moms in general no. we're just having an honest conversation about some wounds that we're still dealing with and this is the reality for a lot of people like Absolutely. this is the flip side of it you know i am constantly seeing posts about mother's day and they're not and I, i've been happy to see them because they're not just including people who have good relations with their mothers mother's day is hard for a myriad of people if you've lost your mother if you've lost your child mm -hmm. there are so many different pieces of it and you know motherhood is not a monolith and just because one person is happy and giddy over um over mother's day doesn't mean another person is hell i've had the two different emotions on the same damn day mm -hmm. so it can be tough and it again, it's not always you get on Instagram and you just see everybody posting their mama and da, da, da. we all don't have that. And right. I think it's important for us, especially as adult children, to have these conversations. And you never know. It might help you work through something. You might be able to let something go. You might feel inspired to try to, I don't know, fix a relationship if you have a broken relationship. Or maybe it'll help you cope with the loss of a mother or a grandmother or maybe or it will validate you in the way you feel and if you don't want to have a relationship with your mother it makes you say you know what i'm standing in my truth and this is what it is absolutely absolutely so that's where we'll start we'll start with how to get through mother's day when you are estranged or you have a difficult relationship with your own mothers so we talked about it a little bit you've already said that you are off and on as far as celebrating mother's day Mm -hmm. I do not celebrate Mother's Day. And the reason why, because I know people will hear that and be like, you got a mama, you only got one mama, and she alive and healthy, you should appreciate her. Da, 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 da. Listen, Mother's Day is the anniversary of basically my relationship with my mother and her husband dissolving, for lack of a better term. 
Um, if you go all the way back to episode 10, The Parent Trap, I told the whole story about, you know, what I went through with that. And so it's a very traumatic memory for me. And and I thought about it because my mood has been trash. Now, granted, you know, dealing with depression and I have had stress trying to do things. But when Candace kind of gave me a polite chin check, like, is everything okay? Because you have been right. mad crabby. And I, when I felt started feeling a little better this week, started feeling more like myself. Shout out to Bree for just basically one morning asking me, how do you feel? And I was confused because I was like, huh? But I didn't realize that y'all were catching you know, my, my moodiness or whatever you want to call it. It's an energy shift. It's not just moodiness. In my opinion, you, you always feel a certain type of way. So when you don't feel that way, something that, that signals me for, for me to check in, like, Hey, yeah. what's really going on. And it was one of those, you know what I, I liken it to the seasonal depression that people feel around mm -hmm. the holidays. That's right. kind of what I imagine it was. And I've never really been cognizant of it before this year. It wasn't like I said, it wasn't until y'all were like, mm, is everything okay at home? And I was <laughs> like, why are you asking? I'm still defensive, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Child, I'm like, it'd be like that. I mean, great, and I think like sometimes I said, you could get in the mood and not even realize you're in the mood. It takes, like you were saying, it takes for somebody else to be like, hey, you all right? For you to even realize that you were in a mood or you were feeling different. I think it was one of those things where it's like a little bit more seeped than I thought because i was just so irritable i didn't want to have long discussions about anything like if 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 this is what you say it is and that's what it is i'm not gonna argue with you i'm not going back and forth i'm not doing any of that and i guess it just kind of manifested itself as not even being able to have a conversation because i am kind of flippant about things and it wasn't my intention but i was just, i just you know, I already operate on a very finite amount of nerves and <laughs> whatnot. So, you know, with with different situations that I'm currently dealing with that say a prayer will be handled and reversed and rectified in a few weeks. Yes, we pray. Been, I don't know. I, and, and, you know, with behind the scenes things and I was a little burnt out with the network. You know, having so many shows to edit, it was just a lot of pressure. And so I just, I don't know, I was I was just having that energy shift, like you said, like my, my org changed colors. And it wasn't until this week when we started planning this episode that I realized, mm -hmm. I was like, it's probably because Mother's Day is coming up. And I, again, yeah. never really realized that it affected me the way that it did. Or I, I won't, I won't say that. I will say it's been a few years since I feel like I've been affected this way by mother's day. And I don't know if it's because of the okay. move. I don't know if it's because, you know, we, we recently had a death in the family. And so my mom called me and to put that in perspective, I have not talked to my mom on the phone in maybe four years. And oh, wow. we don't really talk, you know, uh, she had this weird thing where she was texting me happy, whatever holiday, but we never had a conversation when I was in Houston. She and what is the point of that? I don't know. I guess just to keep, I feel like it's so people can check off. 
right? Or people check out, oh, did I tell my son happy whatever day? Okay, all right, I did that. Let me move on. But I'm always like, you can save it, it, the interaction. If this is the only time you're going to communicate with me. Right. If this is not leading anywhere, then you can save your salutations. Right. And so, and then on top of that, you know, kind of picking up, you know, conversation with my brother, who I've also been kind of estranged from for a long time. Right. You know, it's just been a lot mentally. It's been a lot emotionally. It's been a lot physically. Like I said, trying to keep up with the stuff for the network. And so I just kind of crashed. Um, and that was why there was no episode of Gay Side last week. I had episodes in the queue. I just I did not have the desire or the energy to edit or do anything. I didn't do the weekly mm-hmm. wind down. I didn't do ratchet ramblings. And I started everything. But I want to say maybe that Monday or Tuesday, I was like, I ain't got it. I'm taking the week off. Like, I just I ain't got it. And yeah. Well, you know, I filled in for weekly wind down and that was fun. Oh, yeah. So y'all did your why, thing. You, why you got a break? That. I appreciate that very much. It was a good episode, but that's a very long, drawn out way of saying, no, I don't celebrate Mother's Day. <laughs> I don't even typically wish my friends a happy Mother's Day. Like I And I mm-hmm. posted about this on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, that, you know, this it's, it's heavy for me. It's hard for me to separate what I'm dealing with from, you know, other mothers that don't have anything right. to do with It's easier for me to close it off than to try to compartmentalize the celebration because it doesn't work for me. And that's a personal thing. I get that. Yeah. So um, just to really make sure I answer the question, do I celebrate Mother's Day? Um, one thing that I wanted to mention is like, not only do I have you know, a kind of difficult relationship with my mother, even though we're on speaking terms and we're on good terms now, we are on good terms because I had to drop a lot of the expectations that I had for her as my mother. And I had to do a lot of realizing that she was human. And I also had to do a lot of forgiving, which I wasn't really ready to do. Um, Me and my mother have stretches where we don't talk for six months, a year, three months, you know, here and there. And it is a very difficult relationship. And it's also difficult when I finally figured out like the key to our relationship is me shutting my mouth. The key to our relationship is me not calling her out on certain things. If you want to be happy with her, then here it is. And, you know, in doing that, she's come to me quite a bit um, lately, but it's still a hard relationship. I got kicked out of the house when I was 14. Um, It was a typical black mother daughter relationship. I feel like my mother had a lot a heavy hand and not much understanding and she I also feel like she was overwhelmed as a mother. I am the oldest of four. Um, And I feel like Just throughout the time and I'm not going to get too deep into the whys, but over time. I feel like her shift her focus shifted. I think my mother did a good job of making sure food was on the table, but I don't think my mother did a great job of raising me mentally supporting me emotionally. Um, I felt like that's where she felt like her job as a mother stopped just to put food on the table. So there wasn't a lot of emotional development, et cetera. I think she's learned a lot better now. I have a younger sister that's 10 years younger than me. And she's reaped the benefits of having a mother that's a lot more conscious and of emotional, all of that stuff. Like she's got the kind of mother that I wish I had. Mm -hmm. And it's funny um, to see that or whatever. But I also have to realize like Parents carry trauma, kids carry trauma. And it's like gotta be this conscious effort to kind of put it on the table and try to filter it to the side. And sometimes the shit just don't happen. And I have to be okay with that. So um, I'm actually going to dinner with her and my grandmother and my 
Renaissance today for Mother's Day. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Mm. So you touched on it a little bit. I was going to ask how long has your relationship been rocky? For you, Rocky, for me, it's strange. I really want to say, yeah, I my relationship with my mother has been rocky since I was probably about ever since I had a consciousness of myself, ever since I had a piece of self-awareness, I felt like something wasn't right. So I want to say around 12 yeah. or 13 and I'm 35. Yeah, I would say things got rocky with my mother. Ooh, I had to have been in like somewhere between second and fourth grade you feel something is off you always feel something's off you well, know even if you don't have the words to put words to it you know as a child right so but i remember a, a distinct occurrence where something happened at school and that was when i i realized that it was me for against her and her husband versus mm -hmm. us all together. Right. You know, right. I realized I feel, then I feel that. that my mom was always going to take his side and she was always going to, and she told me mm -hmm. flat out verbatim that she was always going to take the teacher's side. She was never going to take my side on anything to do with school. And it Ooh. just really made me that. feel so isolated and alone. And from then on, I can say, looking back, that I never really was close to my mom. I was never close to my stepfather. And it just, the older that I got and the wild shit that I did, because I was not a perfect child. You know, I did some real raggedy shit, making my way in the world. We all make mistakes when we're children. We're learning. Don't but we? When, yeah. Like you said, when I started being more conscious and when I started, kind of started stepping out of my shell because the thing about it is my mom and i have like very similar personalities like we don't play with no damn body <laughs> you know we always cracking jokes really the key difference right. between my mom and me is that she's loud and i'm not and sometimes right. i learned as i got older that sometimes her loudness was just all bark and there was no bite behind it Right. Not to say that she can't bite too, because she could and did. But when I got older, especially when I came home from college, listen, because I've been through it. When I came home from college, um, and you know, I I decided not to go back after I had a major mental health crisis, and it really changed things in the family, but not for very long. And then it was, I don't know if it was an inability to convert to parenting an adult child but we just right were at each other's throats from then on and then like i said it all came to a head you know and again you can go back to episode 10 and listen to that and that was mother's day 2008 and it's been like that since and i've had a couple of instances where right. i tried to mend the fences and i just couldn't i just my mind does not work like everybody else's like i don't view forgiveness the way that other people do Second. i got to the point of acceptance of what's going on because for me i reserve actual forgiveness for work being done to try to salvage a relationship right if it's just a i need to 
let this go so that I can go on and thrive. Well, then I'm, I just accept what's happened and I move on. But in my mind, right. I cannot forgive somebody that does not ask for forgiveness. And that's just me. And in my mind, I'm, I'm the total opposite. I have, I'm not going to get emotional about this. I'm, I'm sitting here mad. I have been over backwards to be the kind of daughter that I feel like my mother would be proud of. I have forgiven her when she didn't ask for forgiveness. I have forgiven things that she's done to me or the ways that she's hurt me and the things that she said to me without her even doing anything. I have, it's four of us. I'm estranged from my sister. That's right under me. We're 22 months apart. Um, I haven't spoken to her in three years. My mother um, will not even take up for me. You know, my mother doesn't take up for me. I feel like that was a part of a big reason why me and my sister are estranged. I have, I am the one that is always breaking my neck to do for her and my parents in general. And not to say that my brother and my sister don't try on their own level, but I am the most responsible child. You know, I'm able to maintain my household. I don't really ask for a whole bunch. And I feel like when they ha they present a problem, I'm always, I was always the first one to jump up and try to do something about it. But then as soon as there was an argument, you know, I was stupid or I wasn't anything or, you know, that's why I don't have X, Y, Z in order. And it was hurtful when you are a people pleaser like me right. um, and you try your hardest to please somebody that just cannot be pleased. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I got into therapy, I really understood that a lot of my mom's stuff was not my problem. A lot of her stuff was on her. I may get the brunt of it because I'm here, but it ain't got shit to do with me. And I think that's when I was able to start letting some of this stuff go. So it's like, I don't want to say it's, I forgave her because I didn't forgive her. And you know, it sounds cliche, but I didn't forgive her for her. I forgave her for me, even if she didn't care. And she wasn't sorry because I just couldn't continue the type of person I am, the way I'm built. I can't carry that load. You know, mm -hmm. I am not a person who can compartmentalize things. If I'm sad about something, that shit is in the forefront of my head and my heart continuously. I can't just buy Box it up and put it on the back burner. That's not how I do. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the important takeaway from this is learning what does and doesn't work for you. As far as, and it's not just relationships Definitely. with parents. It's, it's everyone because I could never do what you just described. Like, I mean, part of it is just our fundamental differences as people. I'm not a people, Definitely. people pleaser. Like, I'm a, I don't give a fuck what you mm -hmm. think. I'm good over here. Listen, I can be right. isolated. I don't have to talk to nobody. Like, I struggle to this day to even have a relationship with some of my family that I don't have an issue with because I'm so used to just being on my own. Like, it's nothing to me. One of the big differences is because I consider myself to be an extrovert where you're definitely an introvert. And I feed off the, you know, the sometimes I feed off the validation of other people especially when they're close to me it's not a great thing but it's that's just the way that i'm set up but what child doesn't want their their mother to be proud of them some people have let that dream sail long ago but that doesn't mean that that's not a thing that people care about you know and i really wish i could be more of a fucking person it would save me a lot of drama trauma it would save me a lot of bullshit but i'm just not and as much as I feel like I've tried to be that fucking person, every time I've tried to do it, it just blows up in my face because I'm truly not built like that. Yeah. And I think that's important to know about yourself. Like self-awareness is one of the key things in dealing with this and a host of other emotional and mental issues that we have. 
so we talked about it a little bit already. Like I said, I, I now am aware that Mother's Day mm-hmm. season brings out the depression worse than it would be any other time. Mother's Day and the holiday mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I think Mother's Day and Father's Day are, are big triggers for me. Yeah, same. Yeah. The holidays don't bother me as much. The holidays, it just depends on where I am that year. Like, it's been a little bit rough because of, you know, my work situation being off and on. And then this past year with the move, it was off because, you know, I had I literally moved in December, in early December. So I was spending the holidays by myself regardless, which I always have done. But it's just... I don't know. It was different spending the holidays by myself and, and especially for Christmas. And then, you know, I would go to what? Nikki's house at night and we would have a little friends miss. Right. And so this year, not even having that, because that was really like one of the highlights. That was how I got, unless I was just, because I did have a year where I was just, I don't have it. Merry Christmas. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Right. I got it. Uh, but the season really yeah. brings me down. And I think also because, you know, like I said, I, I haven't been aware of it because I think prior to I've been in therapy working through some of my residual issues with my parents and things that have happened. And I've talked about it before, how, you know, my my therapist like abruptly quit last year and I wasn't in a hurry to find a new therapist because just the idea of starting over with the new therapist was more. Mm-hmm anxiety inducing than anything and now i'm to the point where i'm like okay i need to figure out this situation because i definitely do need to get back in therapy i feel like i'm almost regressing to a degree as far as my feelings and it's it's difficult because on the one hand, it's like you can only let it go to a certain degree when the person is still kind of hovering around in your life. Right. Um, but at the same time, I just like I love my mom. Don't get me wrong, but I do not know if I l- have ever liked my mom. And so it's you know- hard for me to even really know what to do in this situation because I'm like, this is a person that I don't really like. Like, I don't even know if I want her in my life because of the kind of person she's been to me. And I wouldn't feel right. no way if she felt the same way. Like, it is what it is. If we've hurt <laughs> each other, then it is what it is. But my issue has always been any progress that we've really made as far as trying to rebuild our relationship has always come from me. And I got to the right. point where I'm like, I just I don't have the mental fortitude to carry the burden of trying to fix this relationship on my own. And I've gotten to the point where I'm I've accepted it as long as she is not putting in effort then I'm not going to put in effort. And it just is what it is. If we are going to be just distant relatives and we see each other on holidays, then that it just is what it is. But even if I wanted to forgive and all that kind of stuff, I, I I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I'm incapable right. of forgiving or I'm being stubborn about forgiving, but with But forgiveness is a choice and you well, don't have to choose to do 
it's not that though. It's like with all of the stuff that I deal with already mentally and emotionally, I, I just don't have enough room on my plate to right. take that on. That's a big burden to be like, I got to swallow my pride and be like, mom, I want us to have a relationship. Meanwhile, all this time, I don't get that from her. You know what I mean? And I just, I cannot do it because if I do that, I won't have anything left for my friends. I won't have anything left for me. I won't have anything left so that I can put on a brave face when I go to work. Like my mental fortitude at this point is finite and I cannot stress Mm -hmm. that enough. And it's just, it's not in me at the time to take that on. Now, maybe if I get back in therapy and I kind of work some things out and, you know, I I get on a regiment maybe or whatever it is that I need, maybe I could revisit that. But right now, I just don't have it. I I cannot take on the brunt of that. And I feel like that's where we are because she, I don't know if she's Mm -hmm. walking on eggshells with me. I don't know what it is. And it's always been weird to me because growing up, one of the things I, one of the boldest memories that I have is my mom always telling me I have the gift of the gab. I have the gift of the gab because that was her whole thing. I don't have a degree. I was able to do this, this and that just because I run my mouth. And so now it's ironic to me that you have the gift of the gab for everybody but me. <laughs> right. And I would have expected, even if she was cussing me out or telling me how wrong I am or whatever, I would have expected something. And so to not have anything or to have her being kind of meek towards me is, is strange. And I'm just like, well, I don't know how to process this because... I've made the choice that I'm not I'm willing to meet you halfway, but I'm not going to go pick you up and then bring you to the right. meeting point. That's not what we're going to do. Right. I feel you. I try not to feel. I know that sounds bad or whatever, but, you know, as as it comes to Mother's Day, I'm, it's a double edged sword for me because I love my children with all of my heart. I'll have a great time, you know, with Mother's Day for them. But this is not historically a happy day for me because Mother's Day seems to be a reflection of the relationship I have with my mother and also the relationship that I have with my children's father is feeling like I'm 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 not treated well by them, you know? And um a lot of things feel like afterthoughts, you know? Like the only time I'll say that I absolutely truly celebrate Mother's Day every year, I always tell my grandmother Happy Mother's Day because I feel like we've had a better relationship over the years, and she deserves that from me. Yeah. So, I mean, and being in therapy all these years and everything, it it has only really taught me how to manage my own feelings. And when I say manage my own feelings, I mean work them out amongst myself and figure this shit out and go on. I can't depend on anything to happen with anybody else the the biggest lesson that i've learned in therapy is you only have control over yourself that is the only thing in person you have control over everything else is a variable and everything else is moving and changing and and shaking with or without you so i think a lot of me being able to forgive my mother and move on and have some kind of relationship with her is be is resolving shit in my own head like this is the relationship you have you know, some people don't have those deep mother-daughter relationships where their mother knows their, everything about them and vice versa. And that's fine. That's just where we are. Yep. Yep. I can definitely relate to that. So do you do anything special to get through? Like, how do you, how do you get Mm-mm. through the day? No. You just <laughs> Time will pass whether you with it or not. Sometimes I've laid in the bed all day. Sometimes I've argued all day. Sometimes I've, you know. I, I think about the Mother's Day, um, the first Mother's Day after I got married. 
um, I'm big on gift giving and it's gotten gotten bigger as I've gotten older because the way I think about it, it's like gift giving doesn't have to be something expensive, but it always has to be something thoughtful. Yeah. And um, it was my first mother's day after having Jameson and my ex-husband did nothing for me. I remember he tried to cook some breakfast that turned out shitty. He, it was like, he was the only person. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He, he was the only person who didn't know mother's day was coming. And I just felt absolutely crushed because I'm like, you know, here I am thinking I am married now. My husband is going to take it upon himself to do all these things for mother's day. He did nothing. And then he got mad that I was upset. about it. It was just, and I just slept the whole day. I just, I closed my door. I told my kids that I ain't had it for them today. And I told him that if he had my face, I would have something for him that day. And I went to sleep. I went to fuck to sleep. Um, this Mother's Day, I'm getting through it just fine. You know, I am going to have dinner with my, my, my mom and my dad and, you know, my aunts and them or whatever. And even if, if it's kind of heavy, at least the food will be good. <laughs> Come on, Countess Vaughn. At least the nachos was good, <laughs> good and cheesy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. I think for me, I've just kind of. It's another day. Obviously, like I, I tried a couple years to be like, oh, happy Mother's Day to this friend and that friend, and it just, I, it, it caused more harm than good. It didn't give. It didn't make me feel good to be wishing anybody a happy Mother's <laughs> Day, and that's right. no shade. That it's not like I'm. It's not like it's like okay. If I'm not wishing a happy Mother's Day, then bad Mother's Day. Fuck all the moms. It's nothing like that. It's just my own personal journey and my own personal struggle. Right. And so, really, I've gotten to the point where it's like I usually kind of stay off of the internet because I don't want to see everybody hugged up with their mamas. Not because I'm jealous. It's just, I mean, you know, I could go have some nachos. Like <laughs> I just, no, you don't have to put yourself through that, right? Yeah, I'm big on logging the fuck off. And I know a lot of people seem to struggle with this revolutionary idea that if things are happening on the Internet that you don't like, you could just not get on Twitter or Instagram. But that's where I am. So I don't really get on. I don't you know, I'm not going to sit here and like all the pictures of y'all's mamas and y'all going to Papado and and Red Lobster and all that kind of stuff. Like, please enjoy your mom. Have at it for the people that, you know, have to celebrate without because. They may have lost their mom or anything like that. I wish you nothing but positive energy and light and strength. But for me, I know it works for me at this junction in my life. And that is avoidance to a degree, (laughs) which may not be the healthiest coping mechanism. But again, I. 2019 specifically has been a lot of different Mm -hmm. directions. And so this is all I got like, but the other thing is, I think I've reserved a lot because I knew we were doing this episode. And so I've been kind of gearing up mentally to have the conversations. But honestly, I think one of the main things that has helped me over the past 11 years since, you know, the relationship really has dissolved is being able to talk about it with my friends, like with you, with Nikki, with Juanita, with Naj, really mm-hmm. just being able to, when something weird happens or when my mom does something annoying, like wishing me happy Easter. And I'm like, girl, you know, I can have those conversations with my friends and it 
it helps just to get it off my chest and some happy way. Easter. I don't pretend to understand all of the things that my mom does. <laughs> and you know, clearly we don't understand I, I, each other. So I feel that the same way. Like sometimes you just want to feel heard. Right. Yeah, I mean, I try not to, but honestly, it's like whatever I can do to get through. If that means Netflix, then that's what I do. I order some food, get my Netflix on and just have a chill day. Mm -hmm. But I'm not I'm not going out of my way to prop anyone up and I'm not going out of my way to tear anyone down. Like it's not my place to tell people how to celebrate Mother's Day. And I would hope that people would recognize that it's not their place to tell me how to or not to celebrate Mother's Day. Right. So aside from any therapy you might have had or therapeutic conversations with friends, <laughs> ha uh, have you learned any lessons or do you have any advice to give to someone going through having a difficult relationship or an estranged relationship with their mother on Mother's Day? Uh, definitely. So I always tell people you have to back out of the situation and realize that some of this may not be a direct reflection of who you are or what you are. You know, parents are people too, and they have their own traumas to deal with. And some of that, you just might get the residuals of some of it. Is it messed up? Absolutely. But is it the truth? Probably yes. So that, try not to take it, even though it's the, like the approximation makes it personal, try not to take it personal. And then, like I had to learn from myself, you can only control you. Um, you cannot go and if you go the fixing the situation route, you cannot go into that situation thinking that you're going to fix this person or change the way they are. What you have to go into the situation saying is, uh, what part of me am I willing to change about myself? Right. You know, am I willing to just say, OK, it is what it is like. You can't go and say, I need her to be X, Y, Z before I do X, Y, Z, because more than likely it's probably not going to happen like that. And you're just going to be disappointed. So as with all relationships, manage your expectations. And at the bottom line, know that you're the only person that will change that can change in the situation. Them changing is not an, it's not um, a guarantee. Okay. All good advice, sage advice. Um, lessons that I've learned. One of the main things that I've learned from all of this is that there is nothing wrong with holding people accountable for their actions and that I don't have to move my goalposts in order to accommodate mm -hmm. someone who does not want to take responsibility for the things that they've done. And that includes family. That includes my mom. That includes my step. Well, he doesn't count because I don't fuck with him and I'm never going to fuck with him. And if he ever happens to hear this, I mean exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'll be cordial with you if I see you. And that's where it stops. Because you are not a person that I want in my life. But we'll get more on that when we do the Father's Day episode. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the main thing that I've learned is that it's okay to hold people accountable. Just like I am and expect people to hold me accountable for the things that I do and the things that I say. That applies to any and everyone in my life. And especially with my mental health being as fragile as it is, I cannot roll over and just be like, it is what it is. It, it can be it is what it is, but that means I'm leaving it where it is. It's not going to be it is what it is, sweeping under the rug. And now everything is, is gravy or I'm just trying to have the best relationship with my mom. Because honestly, these past 11 years have taught me I don't need her to get through this thing called life. And that may sound fucked up. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm grateful for the independence that it has forced me to embrace. I will say that having this difficult and to a degree non-existent relationship with my mom, it has strengthened my resolve in a lot of places. Like it kind of on a negative way, like I've learned things that, and I learned how to put boundaries on. These are the things that are absolutely unacceptable. I will never tolerate these type of things from anyone. Because for a long time, I struggled with the people, my mom more specifically, who I thought is going to love me unconditionally or as close to it as she can. And to have the things that have happened between us, it, it taught me that that's what you, you know, I'm going to say that's what you get. It taught me that these things are not all fairy tales. And it, it even took mm-hmm. me some time to not be jealous and envious of people who had good relationships with their moms. Because when things were good, like, again, because my mom and I are so similar, like, we would joke around and imagine me just lighter skin woman with a high voice. <laughs> like, that's my mom. <laughs> with a, not even a high voice, with a loud voice. Like, that. that's my mom. So you can imagine two of me cutting up, acting a fool, but we just never could get it together. And now I'm just to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm trying to find the silver lining or I've tried. And I, I would say I've been successful to a degree finding the silver lining that these things have strengthened me to a point. Right. And I'm, I think not enough of us learn how and where to apply boundaries early in life. And so it's an unfortunate situation, but it really taught me that I'm not, here to trifle with anyone or be trifled with and this is something that i've applied in work this is something i've applied with friendships acquaintances strangers on the internet whatever the case may be like i'm goofy but i don't play with nobody and that's kind of what i you know it's something that i picked up from my mom she never played with nobody and then unfortunately she played with me and i had to be the same way and be like you know what i'm not gonna play with you or nobody else that's a lot I mean, so, but that's a good lesson. Like, I'm glad you took a little bit of positive out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have tried to find the positive. And I mean, who who knows what will happen in the future? You know, maybe we'll, maybe me not living in the city anymore. Because, right. you know, it's been one of those things was like close proximity, but nobody's taking any chances. So maybe now that I don't live in the city, you know, if I go home for Christmas and I don't know, maybe things will be different. I don't know. I'm not anticipating anything. I'm not getting mm-hmm. my hopes up for anything, but I do recognize that it's a possibility. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap up this conversation and let everyone get back to their Mother's Day, post Mother's Day, your after Mother's Day leftovers and all of that good stuff. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. 
We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And welcome back to the special mashup episode of Gay Side Stories and Mama Meets World. We're going to pick up right where we left off. And I just want to have, I want to do this PSA real quick. I've seen it on the internet. It comes around every year. And I think it's important. And we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to go a little bit deeper. And I would like for people to stop telling people like me and like Bree, people who have difficult relationships with their mothers, that they just need to get over it because you only get one or you don't have regrets if something unfortunate happens. Again, not everybody has the same relationship with their mother as you. And some of us carry some real trauma. And it's not something that we can just get over because it was our mom that was the perpetrator. Hell, in a lot of instances, it being your mom makes it that much worse and that much more difficult to swallow. I had something happen to me at work that perpetuates exactly what you're saying. So everybody's doing their Mother's Day niceties in the break room. And someone told my coworker to have a, you know, I hope they had a good time celebrating with their mother, you know, this weekend or whatever. She was like, I don't celebrate Mother's Day. And then the the woman went into this whole speech about you only get my, one mother and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, my coworker looked her directly in the face and said, my mother sexually abused me as a child. Mm. Mind your business. If someone says that they do not celebrate Mother's Day, let it be. You don't understand the trauma. You don't know why. And what? who are you as an outsider to tell anyone what they should be doing with their life in any aspect, especially when it comes to that kind of that kind of personal relationship? Like people Absolutely. are disgusting. And now you only get one mother mess is is a cop out in my experience because just because you get one it is it is false it's a cop out because when i've had strained relationships with my mother i've still had mother figures in my life that i love dearly that i would consider to be like a mother to me so i don't i don't get other people's obsession with telling other people how to celebrate or that they have to do xyz and it's it's quite frankly dangerous When you tell someone that, especially if it's an abusive situation, yes, an abusive situation or a toxic situation, you're you're pushing another person towards that for what? So you can feel good about it? You're not making them nope. feel any better? Not at all. And I think that if we're keeping it funky, more black parents need a heel on their neck for the trauma that they impart. And we have right. the cycle somehow. So my main thing on that is my mother's shortcomings in this regard are not mine to bear and mine are not hers to bear. But exactly. I think that it's, it's just really, it's not minding your business and doing too much to go around telling people, well, you only get one mama. Listen, just like you said, why are you so invested? In these 11 years that I have been estranged and had this rocky relationship with my mom, there have been older black women at work that have kind of taken me under my under their wing um nikki's mom has been amazing to me your nana has been amazing to me i'm not lacking in mother figures if that's what i need my aunt janice has always been there for me even if i didn't take advantage of it so and she's been through the trenches child (laughs) she has been through the trenches (laughs) with this whole thing because she's been there from the beginning she's been there since i was a little boy since i was a baby 
And so she's seen me grow up. Right. She's seen this relationship go back and forth. She's been in the middle where she's hearing one side of the, of the story from my mom and then a whole different side of the story from me. She tried to play Ooh, bless mediator her. to her chagrin, to be quite honest, because me and my mom are both stubborn. It's just been a lot, but I'm, I have not been lacking in right. mother figures. So it's like, I just, I don't like situations like this where people try to put the burden on one person because it's like, okay, but who's telling my mom, well, you only have those children that you, that you raised, that you gave birth to, that you raised, that you adopted, whatever. Like, why is it always on the child? Like, well, you only get one mom. Well, there's only one me. So what about her? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to right. be petty. I'm saying that because again, it goes back to, we don't hold our parents accountable for the things that they do enough. A lot of us have gone through a lot of trauma and we're going through a lot of therapy to either unpack it or we are passing that trauma along to the next generation because we're trying to raise right. them the way we were raised because we have this weird idea that, well, I'm alive and I'm a functional adult, so I made it through, so my kid will too. And it's like, okay, but what raggedy traits do you have that you clearly are not self-aware enough to realize that you have and that you exhibit? How how are you treating your child? You know what I'm saying? And I, and right. I'm on the soapbox a little bit, and I'm going to step off. I'm just going to say this one last thing. Me personally, my story with my mom... And, and my struggle, I hope that someone can hear this and just be like, you know what? I don't need to treat my child the way I was treated. I need to treat my child the way they need to be treated. Because that was a resentment that it took me a long time to let go of with my mom. Because I never felt like she was raising Curtis and knowing right what I needed and how I responded to things. She was just raising a child. There it goes. And there's such a big difference in raising your child and just raising a child. And I feel like that I felt a lot of that in my own situation because my mom was like, this is how you raise a child. You put food on their table. You make sure they go to school. But I don't think she cared about the person I was. You right. know, and cultivating. And, you know, you said something earlier and I didn't really jump in because I didn't want to jump in and cut you off. But, you know, you said that your mother was like, you don't like your mother. But per and see, the thing is, I've always loved my mother. I don't think my mother likes me. And that has been the burden that I've carried um, all these years. I think that my mom doesn't like me. And I'm like, she's like, I love you so much. But I'm like, you know, actions have to line up with words. So for someone to love me so much, your actions don't, you know, add up. Um, I was just telling someone the other day, like, you know, me and my mother are in decent terms, but that doesn't mean that our issues are resolved. And I feel like there's a huge difference between being on good terms and actually resolving whatever because some people I just have learned over the years my mother is not going to be in that place where she can really sit down and be like okay tell me your issues with me I'm going to tell you my issues with you let's yeah. hash this out and that's fine you know and thank God for Nana because she's like you know when people live in glass houses they ain't trying to start throwing rocks around because it destroys the, the very fiber of who they are you start having these real deep conversations with your mother she's going to have to face a lot of things by herself and that's why she pushes so hard she ain't going she's not ready to do that she's not going mm -hmm, to do that mm -hmm. and you got to take it or leave it yep so um I'm glad you said just to um wrap the wrap this up 
I just wanted to send some encouragement to the mothers that feel overwhelmed by Mother's Day or feel overwhelmed by motherhood or the mothers that are going out alone. Um, so it's definitely triggering for me to have a day of celebration when I feel overwhelmed as a mother. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing a great job as a mother and here comes Mother's Day rolling around and here I am broke, laying in the bed, not able to really muster the strength to do anything. There have been years like that. There have been years like this where I'm okay where I am in motherhood, but I'm still kind of fighting off some trauma of Mother's Day past. What I've discovered helps me with that not completely being happy on Mother's Day is to make it a day about personal reflection. Don't make it a day where you're expecting things or don't make it a day where you're expecting people to behave a certain way because sometimes that's not going to happen. I've said it a few times for this episode, but managing expectations is probably the, my best advice for anybody. And um, the people that are around me could support me. And if I'm in that mood by just being present, you know, a lot of times without making it a big thing, without making it work for me, be with me. Um, I know that when you're battling depression like I have or anxiety, when someone says meet me out for brunch or meet me out for dinner, they don't realize how hard that might be for you. You you understand what I'm saying, Curtis? Absolutely. Absolutely. So they don't they don't understand how getting yourself dressed, getting your children dressed, getting in the car, driving to wherever you are, giving up, you know, your your mental um your mental capacity that you have for that day just to go outside. You know, they don't get how that is. So I, you know, it makes me feel good when people who love me just come hang out with no expectations of me doing anything without asking me to leave my house, without asking my children, you know, to put their clothes on, you know, nothing like that. Just make me, let me be. All of that is um, sage advice and it's important. I think that we don't have enough conversations about these aspects of motherhood which is one of the reasons why I love Mama Meets World so much because right. I don't think the average person, especially if they're not a woman or a mother, really thinks about the mental fortitude of mothers. It's just kind of like, okay, mamas do what they need to do. I'm a love on my mama. And then Mother's Day, I'm a show out for my mama. But it's just like, do you really know how your mama is feeling and and the things that she's going through. Exactly. Do you I really said understand this, that? You know what I mean? Right. I said this to somebody the other day. It's like, you know, men want so much credit. Oh, I took my wife out for Mother's Day. But I just, I'm, I'll just challenge the men to think, you took your wife out or your girl out for Mother's Day or whatever. Who got the kids dressed? Mm. Who decided on the place that y'all were going to eat? Who did all this? So it's like a lot of times in trying to asking them to work harder for you, <laughs> like getting kids together to go anywhere is like herding cats. And I ain't never tried to herd cats, but I'm sure that's not an easy job. But I just I, I said something on Twitter today and I want to make a note of this on the podcast, too. When you are telling not just for Mother's Day, but when you're telling the woman who's had children for you or the woman that you came from or any woman that has that kind of importance in your life, how you care about them. I am I, I beg you today to leave out. I love you for all you do for me and lead with I love you for fill in the blank about who you are, because I promise you those are two different types of compliments. Absolutely. I think the important thing to take from this is 
a reminder or maybe a first time knowledge for some people that mothers are human. And I know a lot of us don't understand that when we're younger, but the older that we yes. get, whether you have children, whether you are a woman with children or a person with children, I ain't got no kids, but I understand the importance having friends that are mothers that are the same age as me or a little older or a little younger. Y'all are human and y'all are complete. And I would hope that I try to make sure that right. I remind y'all of that. Like I, when I talk, like if I want to talk about the kids, I'm going to ask about the kids. But if I want to talk to you, the you person, then I, you know, like with Nikki, right. I'm going to text her some, some bullshit so that she can get a laugh. If you, if we want to talk about what's going on with Michael, we can, but I'm always cognizant of you are a complete person, not just a mom. And I would imagine that. And that's so appreciated. Yeah. I was going to say, I imagine it's appreciated because listen, I mean, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing, but it's similar, I guess, with anything. Like I said, I'm not just gay. I'm not just this. I'm not just that. Like I'm a whole complete person. And I see the value in that with anyone, but especially with mothers, especially with black mothers, because y'all have a lot on y'all's plate. It's not even that we just have a lot on our plate. We're automatically expected to give up everything and sacrifice everything just to be a parent. That is, I mean, I consider that being on the plate too. (laughs) The way society treats moms, treats black women is right. Or, I mean, it's like a huge, one of them big ass, 10 inch pancakes on a little five inch plate. <laughs> like it's just too much. <laughs> it's too much. Right. And the but, way society glorifies having to sacrifice so much yourself. Yeah. Go out here Especially in America. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm tired right. of the underdog rhetoric because it's not heartwarming. Yes. It's not cute. It's, it's sad. Not. Goes to show how many more people need more support than they're getting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I will say that this was a great conversation. I want to punctuate it by saying again, this we, the purpose of this episode was not to bash our individual mothers or mothers at all. It was not to drum up any trauma that you might have experienced with your mom. Right. It was to have a honest, open conversation, a therapeutic and cathartic conversation, if we're going to be yeah. honest, about some of the things that we struggle with with our relationships with our mothers. So I will say this. If you operate on a different frequency than what we do, as far as if you have a bad relationship with your mother, if you have a great relationship with your mother, if your mother's your best friend, whatever it is, be happy in that. And don't worry about what the next person is doing or going through with their situation. If your mama is the bee's knees and is always there for you and has done everything in her power and made you the person that you are today, terrific. Right. Celebrate her. Celebrate that relationship. Love on each other. <laughs> but if you happen to be in the in the boat where we are, do what's necessary to protect yourself because right. Nobody can do it for you. You're like my mama can't can't do this for me. I have to do it for myself. Protect yourself because yourself is all you have, and you cannot pour from an empty cup. If you know people you have expectations of people sure absolutely but make sure again manage those expectations so that you're not breaking your own heart absolutely absolutely so thank you all again for tuning in we really hope you enjoyed this special mashup episode again whether you have the best mom on the planet or if she happens to Mm -hmm. be someone that you used to know (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why that made me giggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, happy Mother's Day again. And um, I'm this is really special to me because this is two of my babies coming together. Like Gay Side Stories is my baby. Mm-hmm. And Mama Meets World is not my show. It's not my podcast. But Bree is one of my closest friends. And I'm like the official, unofficial executive producer. So I feel attached to that show as well. As you and should. Bree is, Bree is my Bree. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy that we were able to do this. Again, I hope you all Me too. got a lot out of it. Uh, right. As usual, you can reach me at any of the following. My Twitter is Mama Meets Pod. My Instagram is Mama Meets World Pod. My Facebook is Mama Meets World Podcast. You know, the regular. Um, you're also welcome to follow me on my personal page. It's underscore Miss Bree. That's Twitter. And IG is Bree Tascal. Big shout out and happy Mother's Day to all mothers. That is all black mothers, all black mothers regardless. That includes trans mothers. That includes incarcerated mothers. That includes mothers who have lost children who are estranged from their children. It includes all mothers. And I just want to make sure, especially bumping up trans mothers, because that's somebody that you don't get a chance to hear about, but they are definitely out there. Um, Giving all my love to you on Mother's Day. And for anyone who can relate to the conversation that me and Curtis have had today, I am holding you up today, too. I hope that you make this a great day, even if you absolutely erase Mother's Day out of it and just make it a you day. Um, I look forward to um, seeing the interactions from this show because it's also a very important show for me. Um, So, yes. Uh, Also, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon page. Uh, Mama Meets World has got some very special content coming, and I'm really proud of it. And I really want you guys to experience that. So thank you, Curtis, for for even suggesting this mashup show. I think it's awesome that we're able to do this. And hello to the Gay Side Stories listeners that are, you know, tuning in for him. If you happen to be a mother or love a mother or you just nosy and you want to hear it, come on over to my podcast, too. And I implore, employ my listeners, you know, if you fit under the LB, LTBGQIA umbrella. Then please mosey on over to Gay Side Stories because they have a lot of content that's that's wonderful and especially for you. Yep. So I will piggyback on that and say definitely for my listeners, please go over and check out Mama Me's World. Uh, again, Bree is one of my closest friends. I am low key executive producer of that show, so you can still see a little bit of my influence. Now I'll yes. let her do her thing because that's not my show. But I will pop in and be like, hey, you should do this. Or have you thought about this? So go over and check that out. See the amazing work that she's doing and a little bit of whatever I contribute. (laughs) But again, my name is Curtis. I go by Trillificent on all social media. So for Mama Meets World listeners, if you want to follow me, uh, you may or may not be familiar with me. I used to be Coon Loaf on Twitter. That was a whole lifetime ago. Same person, just maybe not. Nigga bread. Well, I keep the ratchetness for ratchet ramblings. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I don't know. But I am the co-founder of Flawless Noises Media Network. So please check out some of our other offerings, including Ratchet Ramblings with myself, Candace, mm-hmm. and Jeremy. You can check out Not So Newlywed with Candace and her husband, Mike. Go to FlawlessNoises.com for more information. If you want to support your favorite hosts and this network, you can do so for free by leaving reviews for our shows. Yes. 
And if you want to support and get some bonus content, like Bree mentioned, you can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash flawless noises. And you'll get content like Bree's birth stories of black mamas, backwoods burn book with Jeremy and the portal with Candace and Mike talking about anime. Again, we have merch. We have Mama Me's World merch now. You can go get yourself a Mama Me's World shirt. Go to flawlessnoises.com slash store. You can get yourself a gay side story shirt at the same location yes. or a network shirt or a Ratchet Rambling shirt. And I will see you guys next week. Bree will be back in two weeks. And yep. something cooking. Please stay tuned for a bonus episode of Mama Me's World coming this week. Yes. We doing it this week. Listen, hashtag content. <laughs> okay. Hashtag <laughs> right. work. Okay. That's really what it is. Hashtag hard work. work. Yes. Hard work. And we're going to continue working hard to bring you more things in the year coming. We thank you for supporting us. And we're signing off. Happy Mother's Day once again. Happy Mother's Day.